Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for tuning in to another capsule of, uh, of time with Mark and Paul. Paul Sartorelli is our lead pastor at Trinity Inn and Mentor. I had a question I wanted to ask you that leads to what we're talking about today. It's uh, number three, the the commandment number Commandment three. number three. We're doing all 10. Um, you should have tried to do 10 in 10 minutes. Not possible. (laughs) (laughs) Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, because the Lord will punish anyone who misuses his name, is basically what it says. Okay. All right. I'm reading Psalms with my men's Bible study, and we got to number eight two nights ago. This is how it goes. Two times it's mentioned. Let them praise the name of the Lord. And then in verse nine of eight... O Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And I thought, what is this thing about your name? What That seems to have a huge significance. It's not just, you know, like, like I read that uh, Yahweh was supposed to be unpronounceable and all that stuff because he was above anything like that. And so when you try to describe God, it's very hard to do so. Words don't really describe its beauty yeah. and stuff like that. But what do you mean by his name. Isn't that cool? That is real. An old Hebrew professor I had years ago said that the name of God is an alter ego of God himself. So in other words, the name is actually, it represents who God is. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is righteousness. So the name, the name represents God himself. It is his character. It is his identity. It is, you know, think about a name. When I think Mark, I think good thoughts because you're a good friend. The name is more than just a tag. It's it represents the person fully. A redheaded person. Maybe you're watching, and your nick your nickname is Red. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a basketball player in high school, Rich McGrath. He was like six eight and seventy five pounds. And it was nicknamed Rich because he was extremely wealthy or something. <laughs> no, he was stretch. Oh, he was called stretch because he was so tall. I'm going to tell you the most in politically incorrect name in the world. When I was young, students, fellow students, not friends per se, would call me Mental Pennell. Because they thought I was mentally weird, oh, unstable, dear. crazy, okay. whatnot. I know they're not terrible, but it, and it, well, it, it was it was true. The name is precious to somebody. Yeah. People used to call me in high school. Sorry if you're listening. This is a fresh take, though. Fartarelli. <laughs> And I was terribly offended by that. Why? That's my name. You know, don't misuse it. Right. And if that's true of humans, um, that's going to be really true of God's name. And so the command is don't misuse the name of God. It is his character. His name is a strong tower. His name is righteousness. Uh, his name is love. God is love. And so all of those things are called to us to say, know who God is. Know his name and make sure there's a consistency there. 
I've always thought it was just simply don't say GD. It's, it is a little bit of that. I mean, think about GD. You are taking yourself in the place of God, mm-hmm. and to damn something is to uh, condemn it. Right. Well, you have no right to condemn something. Right. Only God has that right. right. And you're telling, and, and it also could be interpreted, and you're telling God to do it. Tell God, God, do this. Damn this person. Yes. Don't. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So th- this command, command number three, is more than just don't cuss or don't swear. It is truly appreciating the very character of God, which is his name. It's it's Yahweh. You'd mentioned it. The Jews won't say that name. They won't even say Jehovah. They will say Adonai mm. when they say the name of God, because that just means Lord. His name is so holy. Yahweh means I am who I am. That's how he re- revealed himself to Moses. He is the self-existent one. Right. Nobody created him. Nobody has any say on him. I am who I am. And the name Yahweh, his name, is his purpose. It has to do with his covenant. Mm. He has a covenant with his people. He has a covenant now with us in the new covenant. Mm. Um, so it's all of those. It's his purpose. It's his character. It's his identity. And so to, to misuse that is a very faulty thing to do. When I study these uh, particular episodes that we're doing, on it, I always think, oh, I'm going to come up with something that Paul's never thought of before. Okay, do it. And then I, and then, then I compare it with the notes you've had, and, and you already did it. So it's, it, you frustrate me is what I'm trying to say. Okay, here, here's, here's the thing. Just, uh, in those days, they would have you know contracts or, or treaties, whatnot, mm-hmm. and they would have it, it somewhere in there. There would be a one of their gods mentioned, and we were doing it too when we came to the Jewish people were saying, in the name of you know I I, I promise this in the name of God or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, of course. That's not right either, is it? Yes, it's not right. Let let me back up just a little bit because it's interesting to talk about his name and then to do the entire Old Testament law following it. Mm -hmm. It is a treaty. The name of the Lord is the treaty upon which the nation of Israel and this covenant is sealed. And so when they break the laws of this covenant, they are, in a sense, breaking the treaty and they are taking the name of the Lord, their God, in vain. So that side, just so you know, the, the treaties of old, um, you can see the, even the, the preamble and the content and all of those in the treaties of the, of the covenants of the Old Testament. And God's name is at the head of that treaty. Okay. You break the treaty, you you take his name in vain. Now, let's talk further. What does it mean to, to take God's name lightly? Can I go to court and say, I promise with my hand on the Bible to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help me God. Yeah. There's some people that say, no, you shouldn't do that because Jesus takes this command and he says this. Um, you have heard that it was said, you must not uh, break your oath, but you must keep your oaths to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven, because it's God's throne, or by the earth, because it is God's footstool, or by Jerusalem, because it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, because you can't make a single hair white or black. And But here's his point. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no, anything more is from the evil one. What's he saying? He's saying, well, first of all, he's saying, I'm the only truth, isn't he? Yeah. And he's saying, and you, therefore, because you follow me, just tell the truth. Say yes and say no. Jesus himself, Pilate put him under oath and Jesus answered. Read the book of Acts. 
Paul takes an oath. So if you have a guilty conscience about going to court and doing this, do what your conscience tells you. But I think biblically, you're okay to swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's rather interesting that a trial, whether it be uh, one day or a one year, it's basically boiling down to one thing, finding the truth. Yes. And when you're sitting there on that, isn't it amazing? We, we work so hard to find the one truth because there is only one truth. I don't care if, you know, I, I've said this for years. If there's this truth that no one believes, that doesn't make it any less true. Yeah. And God is the only one who has the truth. So we're constantly striving to find some truth truth in there. And and nowadays we're getting into this silliness about your truth and my truth. No, (laughs) your truth is... What more valuable than my truth? I don't understand. It's, it, it it doesn't it does not compute, so yeah. to speak. Which is why in the courtroom it's so important that they make sure every witness is telling the truth, and the penalty for not telling the truth is perjury. Is, yeah, it's perjury. It's very severe. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm not sure the symbolism in our society, our post Christian society today, but to make it more serious, we're going to make you put your hand on the Bible. Go ahead and put your hand on the Bible if you like. But the point of Jesus is just say yes and just say no when it's yes or no. And don't remember when we were kids, we used to say, cross my heart and hope to die. (laughs) No, just tell the truth. Don't just tell the truth. I'm going to, I'm, what I'm telling you is true. I swear on a stack of Bibles. (laughs) No, just just tell the truth. Yeah, right. Like they're more, more, I don't know, more serious, more spiritual, more. Okay. Um, I love this. Uh, you, This is another one of those kind of things where you were ahead of me. Uh, again, frustrating. And sometimes I hate you for that kind of thing. <laughs> Moshe Weinfeld is quoted mm-hmm. in the book I was reading, which okay. the, he, he's, you used him last week. Misuse means groundless or unreal. I thought that might be mm. interesting. But here's the thing that I was so, wondering. Okay, so uh, ground, think about that. If we do things in the name of God, mm-hmm. we would be using his name in vain, groundless or unreal, right. if we are killing somebody in the name of the Crusades would be a perfect example. If we're killing somebody in the name of God, if we're misbehaving and using God's name, you know, I think of clergy these days Mm. using the cloth of God. Mm. Um, By that, I mean, their cloth. Uh, That's that's taking the Lord's name in vain. You're not representing his character by your actions. You're talking about the, the Crusades. Maybe I'm stretching it here, but the the repercussions of the Crusades are still being paid for a thousand years later. Mm -hmm. Unless it's perfect and nothing is, you can't use his name that is perfect to relate to it. Because they're they're, man too. Right. Yes. Interesting. And so this command is basically telling us, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't, yeah, don't swear or blaspheme. But I think it's also, don't do it flippantly. So, you know, we, I don't, but people do it all the time. Oh, God, why do we do it? No, don't, that's not a good way to use God's name. To me, that's flippantly. Or even, how about thoughtlessly? Again, if this is you, I apologize, but I really don't. God told me that I'm supposed to go to Giant Eagle grocery store. He did? Can I tell you something? Yeah. You know, I've talked about this a little bit. I've been bringing this up to you for months. Every once in a while, I just get so much doubt in my heart about my, am I really, you know, I, I, maybe I'm goofy, but I, I do wonder, am I really 
Okay, I'm going to get back up just a second. <laughs> Speaking of truth, have I distorted my view so much of who I am and the world around me that nothing's, nothing's true that I say? So did I, when I became a believer to him, was I lying? We won't get into that. But the point is, when you, when you get to our point in, oh, no, it, I left, oh, it left my head. Anyway, let's go on to the to the last thing. Oh, okay, gonna, but as soon as this thing's we were, off, I'm going to go. But we were talking about people. Now, again, I understand when people say it. The Lord told me. It, oh, that's what I was. When you're reading scripture and you're praying and you get an internal impression on things, if it's consistent with scripture and the character of God, okay, great. I get that. I I think that happens to me as well. Call your mother. Maybe I'm in prayer and I'm worried about my mom. Oh, okay. And I'll call her. Did God tell me that? I won't say that out loud. No. If I told this to you the other day, if you want to hear God's audible voice, read your Bible out loud. Does God give impressions? I think he does. Yes. Don't hear me say no. However, to attribute to God, God told me to go to, to Winn-Dixie. God told me to buy. Winn-Dixie. That's a great grocery store. I know, but it's in the South, nowhere near. Well, the people are watching from all over. <laughs> okay. okay. But to do that, I think it's to take the Lord's name in vain. Because did God really tell you that? Or did you just think so? You got my point. Well, that was weird, wasn't it? Mark was here one minute and then he's gone the next. What happened? If if you're not watching, if you're just listening, it's even more weird because Sardarelli just did something strange. And where's Mark anyway? Well, here's what happened. I want to tell you, we're in the middle of talking about you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And our memory card ran out. It was like, ah. And so we were going to do it all over again. We sort of liked what we had done. We were going to do it all over again. And Mark got ill. He has COVID and um, not real sick, but he still has it. So we can't be around for a while. So I'm going to finish it up. We liked what we did. So I'm going to finish up what we did so we don't lose a week. So we were talking about uh, do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain uh, and not misusing the name of the Lord. Uh, Mark had just got done talking or we had both about uh, being flippant, about using the name of the Lord. And that's really important. We do it, oh, God, why did I do that? And uh, that's just not right. The other way we misuse the name of the Lord, perhaps, is by being inconsistent with it, by how we live. In other words, if you're listening to this program and you consider yourself a Christ follower or a Christian, then we need to live consistent with the name uh, Christian. My name is Sartorelli, and my father was the chief of surgery of his hospital uh, here in Ohio. And every now and then I would need to live consistent to my father's name. I'm thinking of one time specifically, my good friend had busted his knee up and was having surgery and now was in his room convalescing in the hospital. And I snuck up like at midnight in the middle of the night in the hospital. I knew all the back stairways and everything because my dad was the chief of surgery, I snuck up the back stairwell. And like at midnight, I came with this huge pizza so that John and I could share a pizza in my dad's hospital. The nurse came in. I think her name was Nurse Ratched. Um, she came in and was so flabbergasted that I would be in there at midnight past visiting hours and with a pizza, no less, sharing it with a patient. And so as she's reading me the riot act, I decided to uh, 
put out my trump card, which was my father, Dr. Sardarelli, is the chief of surgery here. Um, so in other words, leave me alone. And it's just like, no way you're Dr. Sardarelli's son. There's no way that Dr. Sardarelli's son would be so brazen in breaking so many rules of this hospital that he works so hard to make sure that they are kept up. It's like, Whoa, <laughs> I got it. I was being completely inconsistent with the name that I was declaring to be a part of. And and in a sense, that too, that that inconsistency of Christ followers that claim the name of Christ. And yet, if if we don't live up to that name, that is not honoring the name of the Lord, our God. And so what did Jesus say? All people will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. Okay, so what's the name? The name is Christian, Disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we need to honor that name by the way that we live. Jesus said, everyone will know that you are my disciples, that you've got that name tag by the way that you love one another. And yet, if you think about it, um, we're all uh, we all see it now and then when churches split. Boy, are they dishonoring that name when there is um, abuse in the church, when when there is no love in the church at all uh, for one reason or another. Um, the, the people are going to know you're Christ's disciples. You are dishonoring the name of Christ by the way you live. When Christians sue one another, which was is why the New Testament m- makes a big deal of not suing one another in the courts of law, because you are misusing the name of Christian. You People will know you are Christ followers by your love for one another, and now you're suing one another. And so when Christians fight over all kinds of different things, whether it's politics or money or opinions, we're taking the name of the Lord in vain. That's the inconsistency of it. Recently, I've heard, I've seen it done in a very realistic way some young adults, and we've, we've seen it a lot in our fellowship here. A number of um, folks have been praying for their, their young adult children who seem to be walking away from the faith. And yet, so I caught the other side of that story in hearing a number of young adults talking about two dilemmas that they have, and both have to do with honoring the name of the Lord. The one dilemma that they have is that they they feel a need to distance themselves or to walk away from their parents' faith. Oh, really? Wow. It's the faith you grew up in. It's the faith you were baptized in. And yet they feel the need to, to distance themselves from their parents' faith because they don't relate to their parents' faith. And oftentimes in how it's expressed politically and how it's expressed uh, culturally, um, they just they don't relate at all to what is important in the application of their parents' faith. They sometimes think it's inconsistent and their own. And so they're walking away from it. And the question is, um, how do we honor the Lord? How do we honor our parents and still walk away from it? The other dilemma that they often have that I've been hearing is how do they relate to their peers and their friends who are so caught in? into the the sexual identity, the moral relativism of today. In other words, how can we, in a sense, stand away from it and say, well, we don't really buy into all of that, 
but at the same time, honor their friends? How can they honor the, the Lord and the way he's made us and still honor their friendship by speaking their mind? And, and both of those dilemmas, walking away, distancing themselves from their parents' faith and expressing their own faith in the midst of the cultural relativism that they are living sexually and otherwise that they are seeing, how do they honor the name of the Lord? They are Christian. How do they relate to their parents who they now differ with? And how do they relate to their friends who they want to continue to be peers with, but they differ? How can they honor the name of the Lord? I think that's a, it's a great question. And it's a, it's a great dilemma that we all have to express in our own lives. If we name the name of Christian, how can we be consistent with that and how we believe politically, how we believe culturally, worldview? How is that affecting others? Is it really Christian? And is it affecting our kids? And how can we express in a spirit of grace and yet still of truth our ideas of sexuality and moral relativism when our friends and our society go so different from us? Think about that. How do we honor the name of the Lord in the way we live and in the way we behave in a society that, that in a sense has gone so far from the Lord? How can we be consistent with Christ's character and Christ's uh, purpose in our lives and in this world's life? Honor the name of the Lord your God. How do we do that well? In some ways, this command boils down to the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus said, we begin praying to the Lord, hallowed be thy name. How can we honor, how can we hallow the name of the Lord in our lives and in our words? So I'm going to wrap this up and remind us that to honor the name of the Lord uh, means to tell the truth consistently. You don't have to necessarily swear I to tell the whole truth, but you honor the name of the Lord when you tell the truth, when you uh, deliberately follow his character in the things that you do and the things that you say, that you're consistent with that and that we're not flippant and just flippantly allow the name of Jesus or the name of God to come off our tongues uh, with thoughtlessly. Command number three, you shall honor the name of the Lord your God. I think it's a really important one about not using the name of God in the way we behave and the way we talk. Okay, for next time, we're going to continue this idea, and we're, but we're going to go on a rabbit trail. And here it is. You've often heard, maybe you've even said, the Lord told me to do thus and so. The Lord told me to take this job. The Lord told me to go shopping at Target tomorrow. Again, I'm, I'm being silly, but oftentimes we hear people talking about the Lord told me to do this and so. Mark and I are going to have a dialogue about that. What does that mean? Does that really happen? Do people hear the audible voice of God? And the reason it's, it falls under this category is I'm of the opinion at times when people say the Lord told me this and so, and it either doesn't come to pass, or it's inconsistent with Scripture, or it even confuses people, because people think, wait a minute, you audibly heard the Lord, and I've never heard that? At times, that can be a way of dishonoring the name of the Lord. So I don't want to I don't want to give away too much, but Mark and I are going to talk about what are the, the boundaries of being able to say, the Lord told me something, and still be consistent with Scripture, and with reality. Does the 
Lord still tell us today? That's next time on Fresh Take. It's It's been great to complete this show with you without my friend, but we'll be back next time. So long. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learnandgrow where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sartorelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.